Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right. We're talking about episode nine of season two of Hannibal on Dish by Dish. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane. This is the Dish by Dish, uh, a Hannibal Rewatch Project podcast, our spinoff from Kill by Kill, where we watch an episode of Hannibal and then we talk about it. And of course, there's only one person I trust that if I have a mouse in my pocket and I say, don't look at it because they'll take it away from me. She will respect its privacy. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? You, you know, I would, I would look out for Kevin for you. I would, I would, <laughs> I would make sure they would not take Kevin away. It's something you know, th- th- this relationship between uh, Peter, who comes back for one more episode, and and his his mouse friend Kevin is, is mm-hmm. way more meaningful than than Donnie Wahlberg's relationship with a rat in Saw Four. <laughs> Uh, something that I I bring up whenever somebody mentions Saw 4 on Twitter and they're like, what are you talking about? It's in the movie, everyone. He he has a rat friend. Okay. Well, the problem is, is that I think that you, we, we just, we established this on the episode that, uh, that you and our guest, that I and our guest watched a slightly different version than you did. <laughs> You you got you got you know way more nudity of of, uh, of Tobin Bell in that autopsy scene than we did. Yeah, and, and you and you got an, you got an extended shot of of Donnie Wahlberg and, and his and his rat friend, where I think we got like a you know a really quick cut of it. I mean, it's it's really quick in the cut that I got too, <laughs> but it just happened. Just burned into your brain, to- burned into your brain meets forever. Right. Once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it and i certainly couldn't untalk about it so that's the kill by kill promise (laughs) once i see something that fucking crazy i'm gonna talk about it uh speaking of which uh we are talking about episode nine of hannibal uh she is zakana uh there's two eyes there and so each should be pronounced as its own section that's the one thing of japanese that uh the language that seems to have burrowed itself into my own brain. Um, and we open on Hannibal strapped to a tree by ropes that are apparently connected to a horse and will has put him there. And if the horse continues to move, it's going to squish Hannibal real good. And the first thing that occurred to me is a quote from Dan McCoy of the flop house, which is have our sex games grown too elaborate. <laughs> yeah, as, as with a lot of things between uh, Will and Hannibal, it, it's weirdly sexual. Yeah, I mean, if you told me Will wants to squeeze Hannibal until he explodes, I'm go. Yeah, that seems. Yeah, there's, there's a little, there's a little metaphorical edging going on here. <laughs> Just a tad. Uh, it turns out, however. Uh, that this is all a dream and an unwelcome one, at least according to Will. He, this is yet another example of wet sleeping that Will does. Yeah, yeah just, I was going to say, it's an ex- another another sweaty dream. Yeah, <laughs> just very good at moist dreaming. Um, <laughs> we've seen this throughout. I hope it continues into season three. Uh, it's the most consistent uh, aspect of the show. Uh, we then cut to Jack eating a meal with Hannibal. 
and there's liver involved in this. And again, I have to ask, Jack knows <laughs> that Hannibal eats people. Like he has a strong suspicion. He pretty much knows he can't prove it yet, but he knows. So if you knew someone was serving you human meat in your lovely egg dish, would you be able to like wolf that down? I mean, I, I feel like remember being a little kid or maybe your kid had went through this phase where uh, you put the food in your mouth and then you kind of put that napkin up and you, you, know, you spit the food back into the napkin and like kind of like push it under your plate. Sure. Or yeah, you feed it to the invisible dog under the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other, other than, of course, you give the dog a taste for human flesh. And that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Nigel didn't. I, I think he looked at Oliver with a, 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 a. He's like, is he still here for the first six months of his life? Like, this was fine, but he yells a lot. You know, I don't dislike him, but are we sure we want to add this to the group? And then once Oliver started eating like solid food and would drop a lot of it, he was like, oh, I get this now. This kid's I'm fine with this. This setup works for me. Now he's my best friend. Now he's my bestest friend. The other element of feeding Oliver was there was a lot of mimicry on my part. Like I would, you know, feed him you know, squash or peas or whatever it was out of that particular jar, whether we made it or we purchased it. And I would always mimic eating, um, 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 because he was so fucking terrible at it. (laughs) And apparently for years afterwards, when I was trying to encourage him to eat whatever we put down in front of him, I would also do it. Like, so, like I'd done it for so long. It was now a habit. And every once in a while, I find myself doing it again. It is ingrained. I, I still, when I still hand, when my hand, my adult daughter, a, a plate of food or give her a bite of something and it's hot. I, I will still tell her to foo on it because, <laughs> you know, telling you know, a little kid to blow on their, on their food. If it's too hot, you go, yeah. <laughs> it's like go ahead <laughs> foo on it she she is 23 years old <laughs> i mean it's well, a miracle i'm not still cutting her food for her i know i know like when do you stop when do, when 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 do you when do you let go when what do you hold on to it, it's, it's like if you stop it, it feels like if you stop you're just gonna like shrivel to dust yes and it's also like keeping it alive because you know, like it, every day they're older, they're never going to get younger. There's never going to get younger. Right. They, they, they take a trip to that beach that makes you old. <laughs> and, 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 you know, while your body's falling apart, they're just getting, you know, taller and, and you know, you don't recognize them anymore. <laughs> I was so sad when this became all the rage on Twitter. And I didn't see any of it because I was completely offline for the most part. And I was seeing the grandeur of nature. Uh, but once I saw it, like the thing I was ready to go with was what if life was the beach that made you old all along? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's maybe it was a good thing. I didn't tweet it because that was, that was ready to go. Like three days after it had all gone. You had that, you had that, you had that, the drafts folder. <laughs> yeah. That, that one was lurking. And I was just like, no, the time has passed. <laughs> 
But I will say, <laughs> then then we will return to Hannibal. The the past you know a year plus that we have been in and out of various lockdowns and whatnot. While it has never been very particularly difficult, uh, but it is neither it has also not been easy. Uh, but it did afford us like this entire time to really enjoy being a family, just not having like we were together, right? He got to sort of remain the same kid. There was a little state of arrested development because he wasn't having a life unto himself. Well, also, you know, everything was terrifying and horrible. I mean, I experienced a little arrested development during all this. Yeah. Um, and so while I will, do not wish what has happened on anyone, and I certainly don't think it was a great thing by any stretch of the imagination, if there was any fringe benefit from it, it was that opportunity to still have, a, you know, a kid around. Right, 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 right. Well, my, my daughter still, uh, he still lives with me and it was just nice to have all that extra time with her because she's, she's an immeasurably cool person mm-hmm. and she, she always has been. So I, I never went through a, a, you know, phase where, you know, the slamming doors phase or the, you know, muttering, you know, you know bitch under her breath when she goes up the stairs or whatever. I've just been very fortunate in that, in that regard. So, you know, yeah, well, as you say, that part of lockdown wasn't too hard. You know, I, I, I never turned into one of these people. It's like, I hate my family. No, no. And that, <laughs> boy, if I talk out out of that, boy, I just find myself in trouble. So why don't we get back into to Hannibal? Uh, we cut to <laughs> werewolves. <laughs> Ninja wolves. I, I, I swear to God, the first time I saw this episode, I said out loud, what are we fucking werewolves now? <laughs> I mean, I love rest stop ninjas. Uh, I just do. Um, and yeah, the whole, the the entire idea that you're attacked by a wolf or a bear on top of a truck, and everyone's like, "Gotta be a bull, gotta be a bear or a wolf." Like on top of a truck, how the fuck does that happen? It just like snatches a dude off the ground, <laughs> just hauls them up. And no one says werewolf though. Someone should have said werewolf. Yeah, Don't I mean, how do you? How does that not just be the first thing you think of? Yeah, have you done any long haul trucking? I have not. <laughs> but but you know what? I mean, if I found someone on top of a truck with all of his organs torn out of his body, yeah. I'd be like, that there's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And that guy's gonna come back on the next full moon. <laughs> But you know what um, they they did they did very carefully you know, show that it was not a full moon yeah you know, which like no this isn't a werewolf how silly come on oh uh, right because everything else has been so logical up to this point <laughs> I mean if this show did introduce a werewolf I wouldn't be mad at it to be honest with you I mean mm-hmm. I mean Hannibal is practically a vampire. Yeah. So, you know, why not just throw in a werewolf at the same time, have them fight each other? Yeah. Get some, get some universal horror shit going on. <laughs> um, my dad, one of his many, many, many businesses, because uh, he constantly went into failing businesses, uh, was owning a recycling uh, center, essentially. Um, 
before it became something the state of California did. He was a recycler, and that meant he had access to trucks and trailers. And so while I didn't do long-haul trucking, I did do short-haul trucking long enough for me never wanting to ever be a trucker. Oh, no, it sounds horrible. No, like I when my kids, like, I love trucks. I'm like, get in one for... <laughs> You know, like live drive in, to fucking drive halfway across live, LA in one for a few weeks. Go to a rest stop. See how you like it. <laughs> See how you enjoy taking a shower when your number comes up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! If you want to, if you want the full prison experience on actually being in prison. That being said, there are people who enjoy it as a career choice, and we do need them. And we, we, one of our Patreons is a trucker, of course, across the sea. But still, um, I'm sure we have truckers in our audience, and we salute you. We also do not want to replace you. I'm just no, going to come right out and say, I am not cut out for that line of work. I'm really not. I, I, I would. I would be a 600 pound man getting behind the wheel because I would just do, I would drink nothing but soda. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you right now. Soda and subsist on a diet of soda and bugles. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) What do you got in the chip aisle this week? I'd say as I waddled across the parking lot. (laughs) But, uh, I just, I couldn't, uh, no, it is, it is not for me. Uh, it's bad enough that I sit as much as I do as a writer. I, no, it just brings out the worst habits in me. I have not consumed soda that is not accompanied by rum or bourbon in, in a while. And I really don't want to, uh, drink water, everyone. Uh, don't be like my father-in-law who went through like four mile hikes without drinking a sip of water. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Good lord! Does, does he I, have? Does he have like a like, like a vestigial pouch somewhere? My, no, my, <laughs> I mean he would have like a sip, but it's a generational thing. Like my parents don't drink water at all. Like if you tell them to drink water, they'll like look at you weird. As my mother downs a diet coke, like it just. We we went. Uh, I went um, hiking in in Arizona a couple of years ago, and um, uh. We brought like a, a six pack of bottled water and mm. and we were all the way through the entire thing before we were like even halfway through the, the, the hiking trail. No, man. It, there are two things that taste good on a hot day. Water and beer. That's it. <laughs> Everything else can go fuck itself. Everything else just tastes tepid no matter what. It just doesn't work for me, man. It's like that uh, weird, weird thing where like Hawaiian punch never gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. At Glendale Community College, <laughs> I, I had a habit of drinking Hawaiian punch to the point where my girlfriend's family started stalking it because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is not good. Like the it cured. That's like that's that's like they that's like what they associate you with. It's yes, like, you really you imagine, like Hawaiian punch. Imagine <laughs> th- someone thinking you and then going, "Better make sure I have Hawaiian punch on stock." You Was know, this like otherwise, a, did you kind of take this on as like some sort of like? quirky character trait or did you just genuinely like Hawaiian punch? I was a real asshole and yeah, probably. 
I, I, I know I'm being I, unfair I to myself, but honestly, I was a fucking asshole. <laughs> so it was like a, a, a an odd character trait. Like everything was an odd you know, character you know, some trait. People, some people wear like a top hat or, or you know, carry a, a decorative cane. You drank Hawaiian oh, punch. If so, yes, it was my <laughs> steampunk. I just wore it, you know. <laughs> I've already, I don't know which episode I said it on, but yeah, when I was practicing to be in Taming of the Shrew and I had to learn how to do the bullwhip, I would go out on the football field with Uggs on and fucking do the bullwhip <laughs> in the middle of the football field. Like, what a grade A dork. Wow. How I had any sex is fucking beyond me. I just... Should have been on blast. Hawaiian punch just just leaking from your pores. Staining every shirt I own. <laughs> and that, teeth pink. <laughs> oh, God. It just has this, like, strange fruity smell. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't place what it is. I, I either want to drink him or punch him. And I'm not entirely sure which, but it's constant. <laughs> I never learned how to use a door properly. Uh, yeah. oh, that's cool, it was only, isn't it? God damn, I ruined my own joke. <laughs> it was only a year later, <laughs> Gina, Yeah. that for an entire month, because I was so poor, I decided, well, what's one thing that I can eat and drink that if I buy it, it's very cheap and I can get through this month. And I decided it was chili dogs and ecto cooler. God. <laughs> I ate um, chili dogs for lunch and dinner for a full month. And I don't think I've had a chili dog since. There, I there haven't was a, had, there was a yes. very, there was a very long period uh, in my, in my twenties um, where I lived on, are, are you familiar with, with Wawa? Yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. I never got that far south in Jersey that I saw a lot of that, but there was there was another one that had there was a northern Jersey Wawa offshoot that tried to basically replicate it. They had the sandwiches. So yeah, yeah I've had I, I have I've lived for a very long time on, on Wawa Hoagie. So mm. we probably both have you know, terrible stomachs now because of it. <laughs> it can't be good. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, when when I get my exam, they're gonna find some things, some things we're we're all going to regret. And, and now we're here talking about the elegance of Hannibal, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, who has probably never eaten a chili dog. No, no. And if he, he did, it was never. made out of people. <laughs> chili made out of people—that's probably bomb, man. Uh, yeah, you know what? I probably eat it. You know. If it's spiced correctly, because that really, that's what it comes down to. It's chili. Is it, do you have those layers of flavors? Uh, and if that includes Jerry, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, so I love when they find the trucker. By the way, we're still talking about Hannibal, everyone. <laughs> Um, when they find the trucker, it's nothing but bloodsickles coming off of the top of the truck. Yeah. They never, yeah. They used to tell us where things were. And I think, I think they stopped at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, it kind of looks, it's like, particularly in the, the, uh, when the couple is killed later in the episode, it feels, I mean, it's not Fargo. Well, in Fargo, it's not Fargo either. It's like, like yeah. outside of Minneapolis, but, but it, it that whole, it, it feels very much like the, like uh, evocative of the scene in Fargo 
where we meet Marge Gunderson and she discovers the body laying on the side of the road and all. It, it just it, it's set up to be very similar to that. I don't know if that's intentional, but you know now it's very cold and snowy and desolate. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, and uh, because everyone believes that an animal is involved, it's time to check in with our favorite new character, Peter Baradone. And uh, Peter has now been hospitalized after stuffing a uh, dead woman and an alive man into separate horses. Which apparently is against the law. I, I, I think they, you know, once you go there, people want to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> I don't think he deserves to be in the Baltimore Institute, Institute for the Criminally Insane. Nobody does really. That place needs to be shut down. Uh, I mean, what kind of... I mean, considering considering now that we know that Dr. Chilton didn't actually do what he was accused of, right? But yeah. you know, it's still in 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 the in the show. It's still believed that he did. He was in charge of that hospital. Yeah. So you know, maybe to 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 quote someone I don't particularly enjoy talking about anymore. They need to they need to you know close it down and you know until we figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, it needs further examination. We, we, yeah, we've also had guards you know, beating someone until their back is broken. We've had a, a murdered nurse. We've had a a serial killer attendant. You may, maybe they need to kind of you know close this down and redistribute the patients. Doctor Gideon was stolen, stolen, just straight up stolen out of the motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, and and then you know you know eaten and killed. Yeah. Well. Mm. He had that one coming. Well, of course uh, he did, but. Speaking of, of eating and coming, uh, <laughs> this, this particular episode features a guy in a bear suit. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a kind of almost mecha bear suit. Yeah. It's a robo bear suit. As it were, um, he's using a cave bear, a modified cave bear skull. Now it's weird. The cave bear, uh, weren't actually uh, carnivores. Uh, they used those large tusks to root around and dig out things rather than, and I'm sure defensively they used them as well. Uh, Oliver had a big uh, saber tooth cat phase where we were at the tar pits like every month. So I apologize for the useless cave bear trivia, but again, this was the gift he gave me. You could also you you could also read the book Clan of the Cave Bear. That's very true. You'll get all sorts of that and uh, a lot of forced sex for breeding. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Uh, what is this podcast made of us? Anyways, um, <laughs> white punch and forced sex breeding. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You get Listen, it all on dish you- by dish. That's why it's five stars or nothing, baby. Um, this is a, an entirely philosophical episode of Hannibal for the most part. And it comes down to, well, we get some blood and guts with the robo cave bear. Most of the runtime is spent on the debate between various characters on what it means to kill. We hear from Peter that, you know, animals do not kill for sport. Only men only mankind does. We hear a lot um, from uh, Margot about her desire to kill or 
is it okay that the idea that it's okay is being planted in my head by my therapist? And she discusses this with Will, which, as we noted in the last episode, the, those two characters never intersect in the in the book universe, and they do very much so here. Right. They they, they basically, you know, does, your, does Dr. Ledger seem kind of weird to you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> The last time I pointed a finger at him, I ended up in the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane. So I'm a little gun shy about it. Thank you very much. Should my therapist be encouraging me to commit murder? Hmm. Well, that's a lot of what Hannibal seems to do. And in a way, that is a yet another reflection of his attitude in the books. Certainly with Red Dragon, he has a long communication with the killer in that particular book, which ends up sending that killer off towards Will uh, specifically and his family. And we have a crazy Manhunter reference in this particular episode as the, as the kid in the Robo Bear costume bursts through a wall of glass brick. Now, have you ever noticed the glass brick wall in Will's home before this? I have not, and it does not go with the rest of his house. No, I mean, it is out of fucking nowhere. And I love it. I love I love that they did it. But there was no thought into doing this <laughs> other than it's it like, just it's like It's like, well, it's Manhunter reference o'clock. <laughs> I, I think they would have done okay with just a big window. But, uh, but you know what? They wanted to put the cherry on top and make it glass brick. And you're like, Okay. Which which is funny sure. that they, they feel like they had to have this reference because much of season three goes into the, the Manhunter universe. But I think they were going for broke because every season of Hannibal, they didn't know if they were getting another season. Right, 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 right. So I think they're doing the very best they can to make the most entertaining thing they possibly can with the fear that they won't say yes another time. Look at what we're doing. Do you think they'll say yes? And then NBC said yes three times. Implausibly. Impossibly. And then finally said, nope, we've had enough, uh, unfortunately. And for reasons I can't even begin to understand, we have yet to see it return on any of the many streaming services that should be dying to have this fucking show. Yep. Um. But uh, what it comes down to is that this kid has made a robo bear costume and he's just snapping off fucking limbs. He's a robo bear. (laughs) Just ponder that for a moment. I mean, wow. They went for a robo bear. A robo bear. Which which somehow to me just is even more out there than if it had just been someone turning into a werewolf. Yeah. I mean, it, it was one of those things and the past two episodes have been this for me. And I'm sure I've said this before, but while I remember the long thrust of a season, I don't always retain the details. And so when it was revealed the first and now the second time that this guy's a robo bear, it's fucking insane and delightful all at the same time. It's well, beautifully yeah, it, bonkers. It, it's a lot of people don't realize that you, if you haven't watched the show, 
not not all of the murders are committed by Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> you, this, you know, I mean, he does have a hand in a lot of them, but but mm. a lot of them are not committed by him directly. And that this is a a you know this show exists in a universe where serial killers are everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere, and none of them are the you know strangle someone and leave them behind you know leave them in a grocery store parking lot variety. They're 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 just everything is very elaborate, very you know setting up a, a, a scene with every with every murder they commit. It's you know wearing costumes. It's carrying using ex- ex- exotic weapons it's it's you know having a very you know long game that they're playing and it's just and, and again that's how you know that this is not in the real world because yeah. real world serial killers aren't like that there's no for lack of a better word finesse to what they do <laughs> there's no there's, there's no el- there's no elegance to it there's right. no bizarre beauty to it yeah uh, and I think that's what makes it unique is that it entirely deals with this subject and yet is so captivating to watch and engage with. Um, another another uh, nice little callback, possibly unintentional, but it may just be the way my brain works, is is after um, this character in his mecha bear suit, a mecha bear suit. Let me mm-hmm. let me let me repeat that again. Um, kills a couple who is standing at a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Will's Will's doing his thing, and he he realizes that this is actually a person doing this and not an animal. Originally, they think it's someone who has like a an attack bear. I guess right. uh, Will imagines an attack stag. Yeah. Which I, I gotta say, if you can train a stag to kill on your command. That's fucking awesome. I I, I, I I want that. Yeah, sure. Who doesn't? I, I just want to get one of those little clicker things that you use to train a dog <laughs> and, and and just get this stag to just like kill that guy over there for me. Just just you know impale him on your on your on your horns. Yeah. But but anyway, so there's a really really nightmarish shot of of Will sort of rising up with like these antlers. He's just like his face is entirely covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me of a a major cable movie some years ago called Citizen X. Oh yeah. Uh, um about the Russian serial killer Andrei Chikatilo. Mm-hmm. Um now I again I completely pulling this out of my butt and I have no idea if this is true that that be that this shot is a reference to that. But um, in Hannibal Lecter's later canon in the Thomas Harris books, uh, he himself is, I believe he's supposed to be Russian, and his sister is kidnapped and eaten uh, by starving peasants. And that is inspired by something that apparently happened to the serial killer Andre Chiktailo, who, who also cannibalized some of his victims. So I, I feel like that shot may have been a little bit of a of a callback to that because it, it's very similar. Like it's shot the same angle where he's sort of like it looks like he's sort of rising up from just like you know taking a bite out of someone, and it, it's mm. very unsettling. Citizen X was an HBO thing, right? Yeah, Which, and it, it is be on HBO Max. It is. It might be. It is. It is mm. excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't seen it in years, but you're absolutely right. Uh, everyone here dies pretty much the same way. Um, only one, yeah. Um, 
you either, you either die by Mecha Robo Bear or Will shoots you, or did Mecha Robo Bear just die by jumping through a fucking? Wall yeah, he did look pretty sliced up, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, I mean he took he took some a fair amount of damage in that particular attack. I don't think it was smart. Well, I don't think most people could 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 run through a glass brick wall and not grievously injure themselves. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he wasn't of the rightest mind. Let's put it that way. Uh, but then Will just dumps the body on Hannibal's dining room table. He's like, well, I guess this makes <laughs> us even now. And says, "You, I sent someone to kill you. You sent someone to kill me. I call that even, Stephen. And Hannibal's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh, sure. Okay. You got me there. <laughs> All righty. I guess we're friends again. And I, mm, there's a lot, le- again, another episode that I just wanted to press play on the next one. I just want to do it every single time. We're really in the thick of it. It's so fucking good. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about television and movies at the spool.net. Uh, I will be covering for much of August Fantasia Fest. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter under Porcelain72. Do it today, people. Check it out, especially the article on Super Train, which I referenced once again when I, for some reason, decided to start watching all the promos for or opening sequences for shows that premiered in 1979 and Super Train. Was we we still we still gotta do we still gotta do some additional content on some of those shows just for the fun I mean, of it. We should do Train by Train on Patreon. Oh my god. I don't know if I can subject myself to that another time. For you, I, for you, I might be willing. <laughs> we can always do an overview. <laughs> um, so that just about does it. We, uh, buy some t-shirts at tpublic.com. Uh, the uh, link will be in the show notes here. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Rate and review us on iTunes. It uh, will help us be seen and heard by more people. Um, and uh, come back next week for more Kill by Kill. Uh, until then, for myself and for Gina, bye bye, everybody. Bye.